Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Tonight we will be dis- discussing the Red Star Belgrade game in Europe, previewing it. Um, probably the worst start to a podcast I've had. But yes, hello and welcome. I'm Martin and I'm joined today by Mark. Mark, what are you doing? Oh, Frida, why not? <laughs> we really don't. Oh, the technical issues we've been having tonight is ridiculous. Um, Alan, who might have to take over at some point. Alan, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave you just realised I moved there, and I said earlier on I wasn't going to move. Sorry, I'll sit still. <laughs> I, I gave you plenty of warning that you would have to take over if my internet went down, didn't I? I got at least twenty three seconds. Yep. <laughs> well, there we are. Martin's gone. Uh, we got to do him quickly tonight. Care, how are you? I'm okay, Alan. Just made it near an ash. Your earphones, remember, Martin oh, told you not to move. So if you sit still, but sit. He'll, hopefully he'll, he'll be back shortly. But I think he has frozen, so just continue. Yeah. I actually thought he was taking the piss for a minute there. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a big welcome everybody in the comments, everybody that's watching us live. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday evening. Um, keep your comments coming in. Keep your questions coming in. Um, we'll cover as much as we can. Plenty of familiar faces in the comments. I'm just going to try and go through and pick some of them out. There is our own Aldo McNaught. Aldo, good evening. Good to have you with us, as always. Um, who else have we got in the comments? A fog dog again, another uh, regular and one of our own. Robert Robertson, CGM. CGM, good evening, as always. Welcome along. And Cubby Cubster, evening all. Guys and girls, welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving up your time. Um, it's you know your support as always is hugely appreciated. Um, I think we are going to get Martin back. There he's there. <laughs> I apologise. I apologise. Shocking, shocking start. So I Can think you hear him now? 
Ah, <clears throat> take it, Alan. You've done all the intros and stuff. I don't need to do that. Yes, that's that's done, boss. Yes. Um, now, obviously, we're going to be discussing the Europa League game on Thursday. Um, if we've got a bit of time after it, we'll maybe have a wee run back over Saturday's game, have a wee discussion, a very, very small discussion about the B-team game because six days out of seven this week, the rabble is on your screen thing. Um, last night, we had, for the first time, best of the rest live. Now, for everybody, there's another technical <laughs> malfunction. Um, for everybody watching who is saying, ah, oh, I hate the rest of the SPFL, I don't bother with the games, um, Scott will tell you, we've been doing it for a while on Patreon. It's very informative. It's a lot of fun, Scott, as well. And it's not always just about the rest of the teams. We also look at some of the younger players coming through as well and who maybe might uh, be a target for Rangers in the future. We do. And I listened to the pod last night at Willie and JD Don and it was actually really good, to be fair. They weren't missing me, right enough, but no, it was actually really good. They had quite a lot. I think they had over 100 odd people watching, so that was really good for the very first time we've done that. And they had a lot of comments coming out, so it's good because we do speak about Rangers, but we just speak about the rest of the team because it's good to look at the players, like you see, the young guys coming through in the SPFL, and also just to look at teams are going to come up against and stuff like that. So it's just now we're looking at the league, but sometimes I know a lot of folks don't like to look at other teams unless they're playing Rangers, but. I like to watch other football, so it does me. It gives you a wee bit of insight as well, and it's and look, we try and keep Rangers out of the best of the rest for obvious reasons, but we always come back to a bit of Rangers chat as well. Yeah. And it's at over two thousand views, which is mental for something that's not really associated with Rangers. Now, something I do have to clear up very, very quickly, and I promise we will get to the show in a second. David Brand, um, I had subscribed at CEO level. Now it appears I'm not confused. Right for everybody who's confused, I took the decision. Um, for loads and loads of reasons, but I took the decision that we would no longer be doing Patreon or YouTube memberships. Um, so everybody on Patreon has been informed, and if they had to get a hold of me, the email rangersrabble at gmail.com. For everybody who was signed up as a member on YouTube, um, because the director and CEO tiers were cancelled, um, if you had paid, I think it was March, then that will all be refunded automatically under your bank. We still do the uh, Rabble supporter tier if you still want to help support us a wee bit for one ninety nine a month, which will pretty soon be the cost of a litre of fuel, but we won't go there. Um, for custom emojis and, of course, uh, priority priority response in the comments. Tomorrow night, William Irwin and Kerr will be live with an Academy review. Thursday, we will have reaction to the Europa League. Friday, we'll have the preview for Dundee, and Sunday, we'll have the reaction to Dundee. So plenty, plenty of content coming, and I hope that clears up the YouTube and Patreon stuff. Um, right, so Red Star Belgrade. Very, very simple question to start with, Alan. I'll go to you first. Are Rangers favourites? Um, I'd like to think so. Um, but I, I, I've, to be honest, I've not looked at the odds, so I don't know what the bookies are saying, but I'd like to think we're favourites. Um, we are, I think we're ranked higher than in Europe. We put out the favourites to the competition um, just a few weeks ago. Um, convincingly as well uh, so and we probably came through a tougher group I know they won their group but on paper we probably came through a tougher group as well so um, yeah I'd like to think we're favourites for this tie but that doesn't mean it's going to be uh, easy by any stretch of the imagination It's most certainly not going to be easy care but I think obviously when the draw was made we all looked and went oh Red Star that's a great draw but I don't think and we'll come to the stats and how they're doing in the league and stuff um, soon, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as maybe a few folk think it will. 
No, any team you get in Europe at this stage, doesn't matter what competition you're in, it's going to be difficult. The bonus we Martin, I never thought we'd have been sitting here anyway because I thought Dortmund would have put us out, but they didn't. So I think I maybe make his favourites in the media's eyes, but I don't think it will be. I think it will be a very competitive match, as we're going to talk about. They are a decent team, so they're not going to be no pushovers. So I think it will be a close game. We know we can play good. We, we know how well we can play in Europe over the last few years. So obviously it depends on how Rangers play first and foremost, but it will be a difficult game. Right. Mark, you strike me as somebody who knows about odds and gambling. Would I be right? <laughs> no, not at all, man. No? Does only, anybody... In the, only in the what, what was odds? Right, apparently we're 70-10 and they're 4 Aye. I don't we're know what fa- that means. We're favourites. That means we're favourites. And can I just say, Davy Brand, thank you very much for joining up to the Rabble supporter. Um, I've already explained all that, so I don't need to again, but thank you, Davy. Um... 70 10, I'll, so that means you put a tenner on to get seven pound back, right? I'm not that stupid. And if you put four pound on, uh, one pound on to get a four pound back, so that makes the, the bookies are kind of seen as his heavy, heavy favourites. Uh, the bookies are, but it tells you the money's going on Rangers, um, and, and probably large amounts. So, uh, yeah, they, they say the bookies very seldom get, get it wrong. Um, but for me, that when it comes to football and comes to Rangers, I just see that as a bit of a jinx waiting to happen. Um, so you know they, they'll have they'll have done their homework. They'll they'll know a lot more about Serbian football and Red Star Belgrade than probably any others ever will. Um, and they'll compare that to Rangers. But I just I don't know. I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be really tight over two legs. Um, on paper, you know, when you see the names of the teams that were in the draw, you know, we probably could have got it a lot worse than Red Star Belgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That's got a tricky tie. We're talking the last 16 of the Europa League. Um, this is where we've been the last two seasons. Um, we want to go further. We want to progress in the tournament. So this is a big tie. It obviously is huge for us, um, both financially and mentally, getting over that this wee hurdle. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't re- I wouldn't read too much into the odds. And it's all very well sitting. I know we're going to go and talk about them in more detail. It's all very well sitting going, Ah, they've not got any household names in their team. They're, you know, we don't know any of their players. You know, how many times have we fell fell into that trap in Scottish football? You know, ah, progress neither core. Never heard of them. We'll hammer them. Ah, Bratislava. We've never heard of them. We'll hammer them. You just don't take it for granted. Um, and you know, them, but they, you know, for all we know, I don't know the one of their podcasts, the Red Star Rabble. I don't know, could be sitting just now saying Rangers. We've they've 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 household names in their team, um, so they might be saying the same thing about us just now. We just don't know that. You know, for all that's the last sixteen a major European tournament, um, as a club that we know and we've heard of, um, there's still a big bit of unknown here. Big bit of unknown. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of get the Red Star Rabble in my head. Um, <laughs> I so hope there is one called Red Star Rabble. Mark, very, very quick question, because I don't really want to dwell on this too much. Something that Alan mentioned there. Um, obviously, look, the Dortmund game, we were all buzzing. We were excited because it was Dortmund, right? And we wanted to see just where this team was. Do you think recent kind of results and performances in the league have maybe made a few Rangers fans think, well, what the Europa League, mm, I did care, but now because of the position we're in in the league, because we really want to win the league, the Europa League takes kind of backseat. I think you're probably right. We, there's definitely a wee bit of that. I think that um, the fact that we've we've had such highs and then and then after it had had the lows that obviously were, were not performing. And at the end of the day, the leagues were bread and butter. And I, I mean that's what 
we need to win that league. Simple as that. Kind of Champions League straight away and stuff like that. So it's massive for us to win the league. It's good to be in Europe and it's good to um, play the big names and stuff like that. But I think we're getting to the stage where it's um, it's starting to be a wee bit of hindrance. Obviously, we're league forms suffering from it. And I know it's a bit of a cliche to say European hangover and stuff like that, but the team looked tired. The teams are starting to look really, really tired. And it, and it's as if um, Gio just doesn't trust his full squad. He's no, he's no rotating, which I think is a big mistake. So, as I said, it's starting to become a wee bit more of a hindrance than, than something. Because, I mean, let's face it, don't get me wrong, if we're going to win it, we're over the moon. And we're straight into the Champions League anyway. But I think... I think most of us are thinking to ourselves, no, it was good, it was good, but we all expected to get knocked out by Dortmund and I think it's um, it's now starting to be a wee bit of hindrance. Martin, you're on, Paul, you're on Martin. Mar- 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 so, Mar- not only is Martin sound, sound away, but it appears like he can't hear us either. That would that would be ridiculous that I put it on mute and, and mute. I am having an absolute mare. I don't know what's going on tonight. Um, so yes, our good friend John Hall makes the point that it, we don't know what Rangers will turn up. Um, we seem to be this season though a different animal in the Europa League. But does the fact that maybe we are slight favourites does that change the dynamic of how we don't know what Rangers will turn up? I, d- okay. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so, Martin. No, and I, I don't think the players look at favourites. They're no favourites because I think the players just go and play the way they're going to play. But I do think our team, the way it's been set out, because majority of our DVGs players, they are more suited to European football. And I do think they prefer that some of the players look like they prefer playing in Europe. They do in the SPL, and I just think it's. I don't mean it's an easier game for them Europe because it isn't. I just think they prefer playing that way because they've got more space because they're playing against better players. So, I think the players will be looking forward to the tie. My only concern is, when we come back for European games, Gio, I can agree with Martin away. Doesn't, I don't know if he doesn't trust his players or he just wants to be, play a consistent 11, which isn't going to work. Some of the players might be able to play every week, as we've seen with Tav and Golson, but other players do need a rest. And we can't afford to drop any more league points. And I've seen a comment on there saying that somebody, I think it was Nicholas, said that she would rather win the, or he would rather win the, Europa League, whatever, but to be honest with you, I don't think we will win the Europa League, so we have to put, to me, I put all my eggs in the basket and still go for the league. What does that mean, Mark? Put all your eggs in the basket and go for the league? Does that mean that Geo puts out a weakened team against Red Star? Does it mean that the players treat it a bit less um, aggressively and, and go all for it and then just save ourselves for the league? Because I've always had people say that, right? But what does it actually mean? I think, I think it's probably it's one of these ones that that your bread and butter. I mean, obviously you 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 can't really play a a weakened a weakened team in the last sixteen of European tournament. I mean, that's just that's just ludicrous. But it's, it's a kind of catch twenty two because I think that as I say, it's a, it's a bit of distraction and just to, on what Kerr said there about about the team like to like to play in Europe. You can't, you can't fault them. I mean, no disrespect to the Scottish League, but every week, week in, week out, you're you're facing two banks, of, two banks of four at the very least, and it must be hard work. And and we've all seen, we've all seen the atmosphere in a European night. So, I mean, let's face it: if you were a footballer, you'd fancy a European night as well. But as I said, eggs in eggs in the basket to answer your question. I think that, I think that it's it's a 
catch 22, it's a rock and a hard place because if you do and play a slightly weakened side or let's face it, there's no professional footballer going to go there and no try as hard as they possibly can, no matter who they're playing. So, as I said, it's a kind of a catch-22, and we all thought we'd probably have been out against Dortmund. So, I think we're just going to need to suck it up and try and do our best in all fronts, and, and that's all you can do. Simple as that. Something I've not really thought of, and it's a question, Alan, that CGM's put in. Um, if Gio was under pressure... Right, so so, I, so firstly, is he under pressure? Right, and I suppose a Rangers manager is always under pressure, but I just mean with everything that's going on. Right, so question number one, is he under pressure? Question number two, if he is, does he need to win this tie? Uh, I think winning this tie would probably uh, would relieve pressure if he was under it. I'm no hundred percent convinced he is yet. I don't think he's far away from it, but I'm looking hundred percent convinced he is yet. And if if he wins this tie and gets us into the quarterfinals of the Europa League, um, anything's possible after that, you know, because it only takes another upset. It doesn't even need to be an upset in our tie. You know, if we get a favourable draw and go through again, somebody else, you know, another big team knocked out somewhere. You're into that realms. Anything can kind of happen. So that would be massively exciting for us as as a support. Um, you know, that the furthest we've been in Europe um, since 2008. Um, and I know that, you know, we'll have this debate about the leagues are bread and butter and all our eggs in one basket and, you know, there's your dinner and whatever else you want to call it. Um, you know, but we need to start, I think we need to start doing something in Europe as a club um, because it's, you know, we, we keep talking about how we want to win the league to get into the Champions League. Why, if next season we're just going to go, Oh, you know, we've, we've qualified out of that group again, but we need to win the league. Let's start trying to do something in Europe. And yeah, we know we might need a stronger squad, we might need a bigger squad, we might need a fitter squad. But, um, you know, why be here if this is where we want to be? So why be here at all if we're not going to want to achieve something? And Gio being under pressure, I, I think if he is under that pressure, getting to the quarterfinals will lift that pressure up massively. But at the same time, I know the performances have been great, but we're creating chances. We're just no scoring goals at the minute. We've only lost one game under Gio. We've still only lost one game. Yes, it was a disaster that night, um, but you know we've played Leon. We've played Borussia Dortmund twice. Um, you know we've had some tough fixtures in the league where we've had to grind out a one 0 at times. Um, so you know let's. I'm trying to look at it a little bit more positively than what I was a couple of weeks ago because I was very much in the bandwagon that this wasn't working. Um, but, you know, he's lost one game, so let's just give him... Let, let's see where we're at the end of the season. I think Domestically. It's, it's really it's difficult, care because, number one, I don't think he's under any pressure, right? Um, personally, I just think he's under the same pressure that every Rangers manager's under. But And, and look, tell me if I'm wrong. I kind of feel that Rangers are a slightly different club in that, I know the last couple of years, the last couple of maybe 10 years, it's been, it may have been slightly different. But even then, we're not a club that jumps to sack managers. We've only had, what, 19 managers in our history, 20 managers, forgive me for not knowing the actual answer. So we're not a club that just willy-nilly sacks managers like a Watford or a Leeds or whoever. Um, so I, I don't think Gio's under pressure in terms of losing his job or anything like that, because like Alan says, he's just in the door. It's not his players. Yes, of course we want to win the league. Rangers always need and want to win the league. Things have been a bit up and down, performances, results, 
But in no way at all is he under any sort of pressure in losing his job. I think if they didn't beat Dortmund, the conversation would be different. To be you think so, you. really? Because he's, with no one playing well, no, with no, he's, he's through too many games. If he, if he was imagining anybody else who won the pressure, Rangers, if he finishes second this season, it's failure. He's come into a side that was six points clear and a team that had won the league. He's not come into a side who were sitting third or fourth. But there's no evidence of us sacking managers for finishing second, really, is there? No, but football cha- football's changing at Rangers and even across the city. If you finish second, you're a failure. It doesn't matter who you are. Of course. You're, of you're course. a failure. And if you don't win anything this season at all, you'll be classed as a failure. And, and does he get more time? I'm not the person to decide that. But does he, I know Gerard got it. When Gerard came in, it's totally different. He totally came into Rangers at a different time. He was building and stuff. Most, he's going to have to rebuild next season, the manager, whoever it may be, because there's players leaving either as in retiring, moving on, or being sold. But I think he will, he will be under a bit of pressure. He'll put himself under pressure. But I think he will be under a bit of pressure because he knows the league performance have, hasn't been great. And at the end of the day, that's what you're counting on the leagues. Europe's great. We all want to win European competitions. We all wish we were in the quarter semis and finals every season. But it's very difficult, Europe, for a club like Rangers or it even from a country like Scotland because of finances but you have to be in one in the challenge at least one in cups in the challenge I know Jared didn't win a cup but he won that most important league we all wanted if he didn't win that league last season he wouldn't have been at Villa I'll tell you that now so it's all about winning Martin and at the end of the day it doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter who he's played with or what he's had if, if he doesn't win anything this season he will be under pressure of course he'll be under pressure if he doesn't win anything but I just I, I don't see I mean, let's not talk about that anyway. We're not at the end of the season yet. Let's hope we do. Just very quickly, off subject, great point, right, by Gross Scotland. Um, off the subject here, Trips, my boss is a Tadger. So, you know, just to put a, just to put a wee bit of uh, a light onto that. Um, Ian Ross, winning in Europe only papers over the cracks in our league performances. Mark, is that fair? I think it's a wee bit, a wee bit harsh. I mean, the last couple of games we've We've not played well and scraped it. But before that, I mean, we played we played well and and lost stupid goals and no scored as many as we should have. I mean, the amount of, amount of in the last over the last what, five say five games, the amount of chances we've created is frightening, absolutely frightening. We're just not putting it. We're just not putting it in the back of the net. The the problems being that the likes of Ryan Kent last season was. 15, 17 goals. Mm-hmm. You had you had um, Haji up there. Uh, he was in what, 12, 12, 15, something like that, 14. So you're, you've no got that goal, that goal threat coming and the, and the numbers are the same as what they were last season. And last season was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So I don't think, I think it's just, it's very, very small margins. And I think that, that it, it, all it takes is for, for something to click What's happened last season? Everybody was on form at the same time. This season, there's been drops. There's been somebody's back on form for four games. Um, such a, the defense has been all over the place. There's, there's, we've hardly we've hardly had two centre halves the whole the whole season. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that that's what's that's what's killing us. I don't particularly think we're playing badly. I think we've lost a lot of stupid goals this season, which we never done last season. I think we've still played some decent football and we've created hundreds of chances. I think we're a wee bit kind of, as I said before, we're all bipolar. One minute we're 
we're the best team in the world and we're world beaters and in the next minute we're, we're, we're even discussing sacking managers that's lost one game. Mm. You, you say that to anybody in any other league in the world that this manager's lost one game and we're discussing sacking them. No, we're not just, here because people will jump on that. We're not discussing sacking no, them. We're just discussing about pressure. People people have discussed that. I mean, that's, that's I know, more... Which I think more, is crazy. We're yeah. not making things up. As I say, we're just talking about what's out there in the ethos. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, the, that's the rest of Scotland mentality, Mark. Yeah, 100%. I know that. I understand that. But let's let's, let's take, a, take a look at it. Cold, hard look at it and, and let's no, no get madness. The thing is, all our players are only firing the way they should be firing. Mm-hmm. And that's because we've done so well last season. And I don't think we've been playing... I, I can't... I mean, I was there on Saturday... Uh, and it was torture against Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. We'll come on to that later on. It's it's. I think we're getting carried away with the fact that we're we're, we're still we're only there's only three points in it here, and we've lost one game. All right, some stupid draws and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what's killing them. The draws yeah, are killing them. Yeah, hundred percent. So as I said, I don't think it's it's um, it's anything to get carried away with and and talk about. Oh, there's always going to be pressure there, but as I said, I think that. I, I'm, you can obviously tell I'm a, I'm a half full type of guy, so <laughs> I, I, I think that there's there's the boys have said it as well. It's not been his team. It's really not been his team. His I team. know. Look, Gallon Pioneers making that point. Look, a draw is the equivalent of a defeat at Rangers Island, and and I think that 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 has been the issue over the last kind of yeah. four to six weeks. It's the draws that are kind of killing me. A point in it. Yeah, and by the way, this so, is supposed to be a Europa League preview. We'll get back yeah. to that in a minute. I promise. Sorry, Sorry you started it, Martin. <laughs> so, we've had seven draws this season, uh, and I farm for right and thinking four of them have been under Van Bronckhorst. Is it four? Um, been under Geo might be five, but it's, there's there's at least four anyway. Um, and yeah, that's that's what's killing them. It's not the defeat to Celtic, although that was that really puts us under the microscope. Um, it's the draws. But I'm, you know, just when, when we're having the conversations here and I'm watching some of the comments coming in, Celtic dropped points at Easter Road, draw nothing each with Hibs. If we beat Motherwell last week, this changes the conversation. Yeah. If, if we if we don't lo- if we don't lose that game, or sorry, lose the two goals and draw, because yeah, in Glasgow a draw is a defeat um, when you're going after a league title. Um, but if we don't lose, if we don't lose that second goal. Let's say we beat Motherwell two one. This is a completely different conversation. One, one, I know, but, but, but Alan, sorry, just on that, you can say that, right? But then you can also say, well, if McGregor doesn't make two mistakes against Ross County, you know, um, and you can go back through other games and you probably look and go, it's actually individual mistakes that's cost us, it's probably not always down to Geo's tactics. The, per- the performances haven't been great, and that comes down to tactics. The goals that were leaking comes down to individual mistakes. Um, you know, if we don't perform well and win one nothing, as we done a couple of days ago, um, we'll forget about that. You know, we'll we'll sit here and we'll moan about yeah, that was a terrible performance. We scraped that. See, at the end of the season, when you're looking back on the fixture list, you know, there's no pictures on a scorecard. Is there any golfer in the world to tell you? There's no pictures on a scorecard. When we're looking back at the end of the season, we're doing our end of season review. Rangers beat Aberdeen one nothing. You can live as much as you hate watching it and you'll moan about it at the time. You can live with bad performances if you're beating teams. But when you're, there's individual errors costing you points as well. So I suppose the point I'm trying to make is that everybody has to take a little bit of responsibility here. The performances need to get better so we start beating teams more comfortably. 
that's down to Van Bronckhorst. The individual errors, it's down to the individuals, it's down to Geo as well, though, because if somebody's continually making errors, something's going to have to get done about it. I am not, I don't know why um, Barisic keeps playing at left back because his performances have been horrendous um, in the last few months. For me, Bassi's a left back. Until he until his form dips or he does something incredibly stupid, Bassi's a left back for me. But he keeps sticking with Barisic. So Barisic, Barisic's performance, Bono has to look at himself there. But why he keeps playing, that's down to Van Bronckhorst. So obviously we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But do you know what I would like to look at and see um, how many performances last season were a bit like that Aberdeen game? You know, how many one nils did we get? How many times did we no play great, but we won? That was the difference. McGregor wasn't making mistakes. The defence weren't making the same mistakes, and we won, I suppose. I suppose that's a massive difference. One final point on this, and then we're going to go back to Europe, because that is what we're here to talk about. Um, got to be honest, I'm shitting a brick this season. It's always unthinkable of them winning the league ever. Good as always, Mr. Cool, and that makes it 100 times worse. Now, Kerr, do you think a lot of this angst and... and kind of, not anger, but annoyance at Geo and the team, blah, blah, blah. Do you because, and I know that you did, right, because you said this to me right at the start of the season, I don't think many of us, and I include myself, expected it to be a title race this season. I expected Celtic to get closer, right? Obviously, they spent 30 or 35 million or whatever they spent, but I thought it was going to take them time to build. Um, I didn't see us dropping the solid points we have, but did anybody really expect at this point in the season Celtic to be three points clear? Probably not, Martin, to be fair. No, uh, I know we started the season, we done it, and I think Alan was on the money pause, and I don't know if it was you, Alan, but you said Rangers won me about 15 or 20 points or something. I think you must have a few beers that night. I think the rest of you did. I just thought last season we were really good, but I thought we thought we were better than we were, and I always thought Celtic were going to improve. They couldn't get any worse anywhere, and it brings the two teams closer. And just because of different mistakes we've made and they've not made maybe made as many and stuff like that, it's became a lot closer than we thought it was ever going to be. It can still go either way. I'm not confident in Rangers, but that's just the way it is. But I think people are going to are going to be surprised how close Celtic have got because after even when Gio came in after Christmas, we were still six points clear. So it's now March and we're behind, and it's like that's been a huge swing. Do you know what I mean? I think the performance against Celtic. Kind of troubled everybody. It wasn't it? Wasn't getting beat? It was issue. It was a man we get beat. I think that was issue. I think that was the main problem. Just the man we've been losing games, not the way we've been the way we've been playing. Yes, but the man we've been getting beat. Now I said I was going to move on, but Ian Ross is a channel member, so he's put a comment in, so I have to bring it up. Um, so, do you think the errors are happening because he is overplaying the players? Now, Mark, <clears throat> I suppose that's a reasonable question, but see the performances that we're seeing now. Was that not still the same performances that we were seeing under Gerrard? Only at the start of the season, I mean, and the only difference was that Celtic were dropping quite a bit of points at the start of the season as well. Yeah, I think you got a valid point there. I think that the started, performances started kind of plateauing and slightly dipping under Gerrard. And see if we were flying out, I'll tell you now, if we've been absolutely flying this season, Gerrard would still be here. I think, mm. I think that it was time, and I think Gerrard knew it, and his team knew it, that Something needed to be freshened up, and I think that the, the, they said that you know they obviously wanted some money, and I think he's well at that. Well, we've not got the money to give you to, to freshen the side up. Um, but I think that it was starting to it was starting to plateau, let's say, under Gerard, and it's pretty much been the same. 
Um, with Gio, we got a wee we got a wee lift when Gio came in at the start, but I think that it's talking about overplaying players as well. You need to remember as well this team's been together for practically three years, so every other every other side in the SPL uh, have, have played this a lot of times and played against these players a lot of times, so they know pretty much how these players play now. They know, although there's been a wee tweak to the formation here and there. It's pretty much the same team. And and I think that that's probably how Celtic have done well because the new players have come in and they've known oh, what way they're going to go or how they play and what kind of runs they make. So I think that that's kind of balanced itself out a wee bit. I'm not saying that, that the other teams in the league have, have kind of worked as it, so to speak, but I think they know roughly how each individual player plays and is how we play as a team. So it's easier to defend against rather than thinking they're going to do something different here. So that, to me, has is, is probably been the difference this season. That and the fact that some players haven't really hit form that they showed last season. So, as I said, it's, it's kind of oh, a wee bit relative. It's one of, one of these ones that you've, you've just got to... Um, you just got to look at it. Robert Robertson, we have become predictable. Tav takes everything. I bet he drives a team bus as well. No, he doesn't drive the team bus. But can any of you on the panel tell me who used to drive the team bus? Bus driver. Yeah, but do you know who the driver was? <laughs> the, guy with the guy with a white shirt, wasn't it? Uh, uh, the boy in the front seat. boy in the front seat. Anybody? Jimmy Bell. Bell, there you Jimmy go. Bell. Okay, I got it right. Jimmy Bell used to drive the team bus because I used to work for the company that had the bus. That... But you needed a booster seat, didn't you, man? <laughs> I needed a booster seat when I drove them. <laughs> um, right, okay. Europa League, Alan. Jeez, oh man. Um, Red Star Belgrade. Now, the last preview that I was on, um, too late, Aldo. I've already said Jimmy Bell, stop trying to steal the limelight. Um, I've done a wee bit of pre-match prep, and I, th- I thought it went down quite well. Everybody thought that I was really smart and intelligent, which I am. Um, so here's a few stats on Red Star Belgrade. No, I'm not reading from a notepad. It's all in there. Um, they're second in the Serbian that League. That would have been really convincing if you'd ever looked in there. I know, I know. I <laughs> um, they're second in the Serbian League, two points behind Partizan Belgrade. They've got a goal difference of plus 55. They've only lost one game in the league all season. Um, the top goal scorer is Alexander Katai, Serbian left winger. I don't even think he's a forward. Um, he's got 17 goals. They seem to get goals for all over the park because you've got Mirko Ivanic. I can never say that right. Um, he's got 11. Milan Pavkov has got nine. El Fardu Ben Mohamed has got eight. And they've got a bunch of people on fours and twos. Um, so, Alan, they seem to be quite decent defensively. They score plenty of goals. And they've only lost one game all season. So, like we were saying earlier, this isn't going to be easy. No, this this is going to take the very best Strangers team to turn up. This is going to take um, the team that beat Dortmund to turn up, as a lot of people have said um, in the comments. Um, you know, we were talking before we came on there, and I was looking at the, the league table as well. Um, you know, there's quite some distance between them and third place, mm. um, and they're a couple of points behind their biggest rivals, their city rivals. Um, one one uh, one game could swing it either way. Um, they have drawn one more game, so they've drawn more games than their city rivals as well. So they're basically us, except in Serbia. They're, they're, they're basically they're in, the, in the exact same position. 
Um, but I, yeah, the, I think the interesting stat is they don't concede a lot of goals. So no, for don't. a team team that's struggling for uh, scoring goals at the minute, as Rangers are, um, that could be could be a problem. But as I say, if the very best Rangers team turn up, if the Rangers team that beat Andrew with Borussia Dortmund turn up on Thursday night and a week on Thursday, um, we could probably beat we can beat just about anybody, um, with the exception of maybe the one or two um, top top sides in Europe at the minute. So going to be a really different. Sorry, <laughs> exception to Motherwell. Uh, exception to Motherwell. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be tough. I don't expect this to be easy. I don't expect it to be a walk in the park. Um, it's going to be tight, but we've got a chance. We've got a chance. We just need to be at our best. CGM's trying to pull a fly one. Um, who did they beat in the group stages, Martin? Well, I can tell you that they get beat in Drew with Mitchelland. Um, they beat Braga. They beat Odegaard. So CGM, you didn't expect that, did you? No, they finished on 11 points in the uh, group stage, at one ahead of Braga. Now, Kerr, they only scored, I say only, they scored six goals and conceded four, and they had 44% average possession in their games in Europe, CGM. Um, so obviously, they don't have a lot of the ball. Um, they conceded, um, if, you, if you look at it for averages, they conceded a bit more in Europe than what they do in the league, but that's to be expected. Yeah. But they finished top of a group. Now, Mitchelland, we know about, right? We know yep. we know what they're like. Ludiger X were playing in the Champions League, and we all know about Braga. That's two not bad teams. So if finish top of that group's good going. As and like I said earlier, they get through and they're sitting in a position because they've got they've done well enough to get there. And it's going to be difficult for us. Yeah, maybe you said they don't have a lot of possession in their games they've been in, but they'll be a physical side, they'll be technically good as well. And they they have scored a lot of goals in the league, so I think it will be a test, and Rangers will have to be at their best. And I don't know if you, I don't know about you three, but I'd have preferred the, the, the tie being away first. But I always like a home tie second. But I know people think differently. But I just hope we can get a couple of goals to go over there because I think it's going to be difficult. But even though away goals don't count anymore, so that kind of helps when the other our team scores. Team scores. But I think it will be a very difficult game. Rangers have to bond it for the start because this team looks like. They've got goals in them, especially the boy Katayano. I mean, he says he's a winger, but he's six foot, so he's a big winger, isn't he? Uh, well, the players kind of, I think they, they seem to play on average and, a 4 and two, three, forward. One, A 4 2 3 1, and he seems to play on the left. Um, but they've got, Mark, they've got a team, and I looked at the ages of their team, you know, I think Katai's 30, um, Pavkov's 29, or, either 29 or 31, I can't remember if I'm getting the ages wrong. Uh, wrong. But they're a team full of experience. Yeah, as I said, it's, it's it's not going to be an easy one. I don't think you get to this stage in Europe, there's no mugs. There's no mugs and, and, and they're there on merit as well. I think draw-wise, I think probably it was, it was a better better draw for us than some of the other big teams that we could have got. But as I said, this mob, they're a good outfit. And as you've just said there as well, plenty of experience. So it's not going to be easy, but we've proved in the past that if if we play the way we can play, we will beat anybody in the night, especially if there's a there's a full Ibrox and it's rocking. As I said, obviously, they'll, they'll not have experienced any of that. I know that they've, they've got quite a good atmosphere as well, but they'll not have experienced anything like that. As I said, and especially if they if they go a goal down, then you hope that we get an early goal and the place is rocking. Um, but it's definitely not going to be easy. On the atmosphere, Al, um, does the fact that the home we've got the home game first do you think that, in a way, kind of changes 
the atmosphere in respects of Dortmund at home was immense, but was part of that because it was Dortmund. We had won away first. There was something to play for, um, or will it just be your typical European night at Ibrox? Um, no, I, th- I think the atmosphere will be incredible on Thursday. It's, yeah, Ibrox, Ibrox is, we all know Ibrox is a funny stadium, isn't it? You know, on, on certain games and certain nights, the place is absolutely buzzing. Um, as it has been a couple of times lately, actually, but in other other times it's um, it's a bit difficult to get going at times. But it's a massive, massive game for us. As I say, we've been here before. We've been here the last two seasons, the last 16 of the Europa League, um, and we want to go further, and we've got a really good chance of going further. It was it's a decent draw. Um, uh, I'm a wee bit like Kara. I, I kind of prefer being I prefer being at home second um, and coming back and playing the second leg in front of a buzz in Ibrox, but you're on the risk of sometimes if you go away first, you know, are you are you still going to be in it when you come home? Um, so it's got its pros and cons, but I, I think Ibrox will be absolutely buzzing. We'll get right behind the team um, and hopefully we can, hopefully it'll stay buzzing. I, I just hope that we don't start to, I hope that as a collective, the Rangers support don't assume we're going to roll over the top of this lot because we, we beat Dortmund quite comfortably. Um, because you know when it's when we're not in possession, when we are struggling at times, when we're battling to go forward, and sometimes mistakes are being made and we're losing the ball. Um, I hope it doesn't turn into the Ibrox that turns on the players quite quickly. Because um, you know we we are bad for that as a support. So hopefully, hopefully Ibrox stays buzzing for ninety minutes uh, Thursday night, and it can spur the team on and. Um, We'll maybe get a celebration like we did when Taft scored the second against Dortmund again because that was just absolutely incredible. I've watched that 100 times, 150 times probably. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. Here's in the back of your next stuff. I know. Uh, listen, big thank you to everybody watching. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please do give us a like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, give us a like and a share. Twitter, give us a retweet and a like and a wee comment. Um, for everybody watching, I wouldn't be able to do it just now. But if you come back to the video in the comments, actually, because I, I thought of this today, I thought, what's a good way to get people to come back and leave a wee comment? Going to do it and going to tell me your favourite European moment that you've been in, your favourite European game, your, maybe a moment within that game, whatever that was, let us know in the comments and I'll try and get back to as many people as I can. Care, right, on to Rangers, what do we need to do to win this? Score goals. Score goals. Thank you, Kerr. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. Good night. We need to score goals, but we have to be tight at the back, which have not been a lot this season, so we need to tighten up at the back. We, make, we need to make ourselves hard to beat, but we also need to be in the front foot against them. I don't think we can sit back. I don't think we're good when we sit back, to be fair. So I think we need to just go out and be in the front foot and take the game to, take the game to rest them. Obviously, they're going to fake him out and attack is just do what done in Dortmund basically because I thought we'd done really well over there. We didn't give them time in the ball, we pressed. I've been interested to see in the middle of the park. Does it go with Jack and Lundstrom again? Does it keep Kamara? Because Glenn, to be fair, has popped up with a few goals recently and he's actually got a wee bit of his performances have come back. So it'll be interesting to see what two or three he picks. I don't think he'll play a three. It'll be interesting to see there, but I think we need to press. I think we need to press some. Always be on them, because if we do that, we're a better side. It's when we sit back at times, we, and we slow the game down. We've done it against Marvel. I wasn't there, but i seen the highlights. The first half, we were with a bit of intensity in the play, about a tempo. Second half, that's how we caused goals. We 
slowed the game down. We're passing over 30 yards, but the balls were going very slow. They weren't zipped. So we have to just keep on the front foot and just see we are Rangers. We're playing Ibrox and just go and see how many goals we can get. Listen, is Ramsey fit? I think we should just all forget about Ramsey until the day that he appears on the pitch. He starts when he comes on off the off the bench. Let's all just forget about Ramsey right now because we've got more important things to do than worry about if Ramsey's going to be fit or not. Um, Mark, I think he's spot on. Um, if if we are really serious about winning this this game, um, it's for the first whistle, press, press, press. Yeah, we're a different animal when we press. When we press and Harry, we cause teams problems. That's how that's how we bet Dortmund because we never give them on it. I don't think I think that our performances this season that we've talked about have not been not been the best, not been the greatest, is when we've not pressed. I think that when we press, we're a different animal. When we press, I think that it gives the players a lift, and I think we well, then pressing, the players get a lift, and then the fans get a lift, and 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 I think there's nothing. There's nothing better than that. As I said, we we're a completely different animal. As I said, when when Kerr was speaking there, the, the only word that was in my head was press. That's all we need to do. If we press, we are good. We're a very good side when we press. So press, press, press. Press, press, press. Oh. Um so I can't even find the comment. I'm really sorry, but somebody asked, Will you see us going five at the back with a kind of three five two? Do you see Geo changing the shape at all? Um, not from the offset, no. Um, I, th- I think we'll go pretty similar. I think Lundstrom and Jack will start. Um, hopefully, if they're both fit um, in that sort of holding role, and we'll probably go with, with one behind the striker. Um, I would imagine we'll stick with that to start with. We'll see how it goes. If we're not getting a lot of possession and we're not getting much joy with that, uh, and they look dangerous, particularly on the on the attack uh, on the counter attack. Sorry. Um, we might switch to the, the three centre-backs. Lundstrom might drop a bit deeper. But I can't see it changing um, for the kick-off. I can't see it changing at all. I just hope he's, he's sensible enough to stick with Lundstrom and Jack. Um, so it gives you that option as well, because we seem to be... we see I don't know, we seem to be a better team when the two of them play together at the minute. Listen, we're a better team when Jack's in the team, let's be honest. I, I used to make jokes, Kerr. Um, that, you know, Ryan Jack was becoming a bit like Pirlo. The longer he was injured, the, the better he seemed to get. But for me anyway, as somebody who's not really tactical-minded, um, I listen to people talk about tactics and I just float away into my wee world because I don't really understand it. Um, we seem to be a lot more solid and a lot better when he's in the team. We're doing, I think he's one of, just one of these players, Ryan Jack. He offers a lot himself, but I think even on the park, he helps his teammates. I think sometimes just having certain players in the park gives you gives the teammates a lift and they play better because there's certain guys on the park next to them. I think that's Ryan Jack. When he's in the park, his teammates appreciate him being there. They know what he offers and they up their game. And you can see that when he's here, how better we look. And we know I'll mention playing maybe Lundstrom and Jack. I think, I think, I think we play better when we go to a three-to-back. I know we've only done that a couple of times, but I really like that because really like you can get the full batch forward. You can get tight in the middle of the park. And I like Kent just been off Morelos. To be fair, I see been out, see them kind of having a few rogues. I thought that, you know, they hurt Dortmund really a lot, and I think that could cause problems. But obviously, only Gio know how he goes. But I like that. I, I like the way he played because we looked more solid at the back. Because I think John Lundstrom's positional sense is very good. He's not the quickest, obviously, when he plays centre back. But I think playing a super role between two centre backs, he reads the game very well. And I think he could pick up a lot of loose balls that go between if it's Balligan and Golson. 
did uh, this is a I, I don't know Mark Kamara against Aberdeen um, was probably one of the better players in the park although that wouldn't really be that difficult um, if we're being brutally honest um, you had the kind of second assist if you like for the header for the goal um, does Kamara play? For me, I don't think so. I think it comes up, it come, come on to a game there on Saturday. Um, but I don't think he's, for me, I don't think he's shown enough this season at all. I think that they'll go with Jack Lundstrom. Um, Could you have a midfield free mark, a Jack Lundstrom and Kamara? Does that work? It depends. Depends who you're playing. Like so, against Dortmund, I would have said, yeah, I would have went with that because there's a lot of, there's a lot of grass to cover, especially with players that are. That are able to knock the ball about the way they are, they are. But I don't think I think that they're gonna Gio's gonna to need to see how they're gonna set up and see how they start playing. I think that he will change it. I think he, he's shown in the past that he's he's quite reactive and he'll change as he sees the game progressing. Um but I don't think Kamara for me, I don't think Kamara will start. I think um I think he'll go Lundstrom, Jack and Arfield. I think Arfield will play. As well, the, the way that I'm looking at it out, and I'm looking at the kind of European stats more uh, Red Stars European stats, they have less of the ball, so we'll have the majority of the ball. I think, um, if, if we do, then I'm, I could work for Sky Sports by the way. Um, so if we are going to have the majority of the ball, obviously, the, one of the most important areas is that midfield. Um, so do, do we have to go away? Two or three defensive-minded players in there, or can we go with the, you know, the the Jack that's looking at more box to box, Lundstrom breaks everything up, and then have like an Arfield in there or an Aribo, so that you know, Kamara doesn't really work in that. Um, Somebody said in the comments that he's too slow. I don't think Kamara works in that. I I think if we're going to have a lot of the ball, we need players that can. This is going to sound harsh, and it's probably going to sound really stupid as well. We need players that can move it about, um, and I know Kamara can do that. But we need players that can offer a bit more, as a, a bit something different as well. Not maybe not more, but different. As you say, Jack's the box to box player. Lundstrom can break up play, um, but they can both move the ball well. They can both pick out passes. Arebo would probably be my choice to sit behind them. Um, eh, sorry, sit in front of them, um, and he's the creative influence. Um, if you know, if we're going to. If we're going to control possession, they, we need a midfield three that can control the ball and control possession of the ball. Um, and for me, that would be my first three at the minute. Based on current form, uh, that would be my first three. It would be Jack Lundstrom and Arebo for doing that. Now, I've mentioned this, right, so it's hypocritical to me to go against what I've said, but hey, I go against everything that I say. All we keep talking about, care is, you know, we need to rest certain players. Some players look knackered. Um, there was a there was, the game where Gio didn't make any subs, um, and Arfield's name keeps coming up. Yeah. Um, Ian Ross is obviously getting back to Mark saying, Look, Arfield's knackered, Mark. So, care just on specifically Arfield, is he really that knackered? Um, should he play, or is it just maybe sometimes the way that he looks because he's not the quickest? Um, does Arfield need a break? Basically, is the point I'm trying to get to. <laughs> Maybe the last game time. I don't think he needs a break break because I think you've seen him come no, but that's what I mean, like a game offer. He came on with a sub against Aberdeen. We looked a bit better going forward when he came on because he's run he makes runs into the box that other players in the team don't make. He gets into good positions that other 
players in the team don't make and he can defend. But I do think sometimes against St Johnson, I thought it was a bad decision not to take anybody off. We were playing a coup field basically, and their legs were tired, and they even took them off just to freshen up. But he never, so that can go against players like Arfield. He's coming on in his career. He does pick up niggles at times, even Jack does, so you have to watch him some. A different other players like that. Uh, Lundstrom's not played a lot this season. Should be still, he should be still fresh, he doesn't really need a rest. Mm-hmm. As we've seen with Golson, how many games has he missed in four years? I think you can count him in the one hand, and Tav's roughly the same. So players like that are fine, just some, some other players you just have to monitor at times. And don't and I don't mean leave them out, but just monitor their minutes, even start bringing them on as a sub one game and then maybe start them again. I mean, like I said, I would still go with a 3-5-2. I think you could play Kamara and Jack in the middle of the park with Rebo uh, Rebo in front, the two full-backs with Kent Morelis in front and Pitt Lundstrom in between his, the centre-backs. I think that suits us perfect and I think we look really good playing that way. But I don't know if he'll do that. He'll probably go back to his 4-3-3. And if you're going to do that, then you play Lundstrom, Jack, and then I would go with Arfield because he suits the way that system works and he has an integral part the way we play there. Well, Davy Brand, Mark, has gone his front freeze, Kent, Buff and Roof. Now, Roof's an interesting one. Obviously, comes on and gets the goal against Aberdeen. Um, his numbers are really impressive, considering, obviously, the amount of game time he gets. I don't personally see any chance that Gio starts him on Thursday. Um, and listen, we're taking this as people have mentioned. You know, maybe we might not be taking this game as serious. Maybe Gio might put all his focus in the league. We'll obviously be able to tell that by the starting lineup. Um, does Ruff get anywhere near that starting 11 on Thursday? I don't think so. Um, I like Ruff. I think he's a smashing player. I think he's very, very intelligent. I think some of the runs that he makes are outstanding, and I think he's finishing. He's probably the best finisher at the club. I like him. I think he's a great player. I think his form's not been great. But my only thing or gripe with this is where do you play him? He's no... He's not an out-and-out striker, although he can play there. He can't, he's not really a wide player, so you can't play him wide. Gio likes to play with two wide players. All right, Arfield doesn't play that wide, so but he, he sits deeper, Arfield, when he plays in the, in the right. So, I don't. I mean, the only thing I would suggest is if you were going to play him and he was in form, do you sit him as the number 10 behind Morelos? That's the only way he gets into this team. And the problem is then, what do you do with Aribo? So, I don't think he gets in the side. I think that, personally, I would try it, maybe in the league, sticking him at a 10, maybe put Aribo wide in the right, rest Arfield. Um, but I don't think he makes a European side at all. I think he comes on, but I don't think he's, he's definitely not going to start. Is there, is there an argument, Alan, to say that look, players like Aribo... Um, uh, maybe a wee bit out of form, maybe not showing what they, they usually do. Um, is there an argument to say play Kent on the left, Roof on the right, Alfie through the middle? Absolutely, There's the, uh, the, the argument's definitely there. I think that that right position, um, no, still nobody's tied it down. There's there's nobody that's came and, and staked their claim for it and says that is my position and you're going to have to move me for it. So um, there's an argument there for anybody to start in that position. Um I don't know where I prefer Roof playing. Um, the way we've been playing lately, there's there's been a lot of... Um, we've obviously created a lot of chances, but the end product's been very, very poor. We've not been scoring goals, we've not been getting shots on target. 
Um, so there's, there's maybe even an argument there that that suits Roof better because he can get in that six-yard box and, and uh, you know... Well, put, the front three are interchangeable, surely. Yes, yeah, you yeah, think there. so. Because Morelos... Whilst Morelos is capable of that, there's more to Morelos' game. He, you know, he, he drops deep, he wins the ball, he drags the ball out wide. Um, so if you're looking for a poacher, maybe Roof would be a better fit than Morelos just as a poacher. As I say, for me, Morelos just brings more than what Roof does. But Roof can also play, start out wide right. Is he the best in that position? To be honest, I don't know who the best in that position is anymore. Um, we've seen Aribo there, uh, Sakala, Roof, Arfield's played out there. It's, I just don't know. I don't think Van Bronckhorst knows who the best player is in that position. I don't think Gerard did before him either. Um, but yeah, the, the front three are definitely interchangeable. Um, and we've got options it's just finding a settled three and finding a... Did somebody just say Etten and Sakala up front and a 4-4-2? Yeah, uh, 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 right, okay. Either that has been on the bevy. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so the front three, absolutely interchangeable. But I think we need to find, just like a settled back line, we need to find a settled front three. Let them play and let them figure out how to play together and how to get the best out of each other. We saw Sakala and Kent start out wide on, on uh, Saturday with Morelos through the middle. And I don't know if it was tactical. I don't know if they were told to do it. But for me, they, particularly Kent, he, just, he was too wide. They just, he Sakala just, was, was, by the way, Sakala yeah. was far more effective than Kent. Yeah. I don't, all right, his finishing wasn't great, but I'm sorry. Ryan Kent's finishing is atrocious. Right. See if you watched Best of the Rest last night, and <clears throat> listen, Carol backed me up here. There's a boy at Ross County called Regan Charles Cook. Right. See if you look at his numbers, his goals, his assists, who plays in the same position as Kent at Ross County. So, so much better. I'm not saying he's a better player. Please don't say it. Please don't think I'm not, because we've seen Kent and Phil Floyd terrorize his teams. But Kent's numbers are atrocious. They're shocking. Yeah. Um, so Sakala's getting beat up by a lot of people. Oh, he can't play there again. Sakala was the most effective player we had against Aberdeen. Um, I just want to back the guy up a wee bit because he doesn't get many starts. He comes off the bench more often than not. He's probably scored more goals and had more assists than Kent this season. So the guy gets a bad rap, care, but I don't think he should get that bad rap. No, I, I agree with him. He, he tries his best and he, he does make impact at times. I just don't think... A lot of time he knows what he's doing himself, to be fair. Uh, and I wouldn't start him. <laughs> and no, I'm not saying start him. Uh, I'm just saying the guy gets a bad rap, but I don't think he necessarily should. I know we've struggled with the right-hand side quite a lot over the last few years. But I do think, see, Hadji's been injured. I th- actually think we miss him out there. I know mm-hmm. we, we getting criticised. But I think he offered a lot that people never gave him credit for until he's not there. Because he could spot a pass. Yeah, wait till Tav leaves. Wait till oh, that well, I've said that online. Tav's gonna get get so much abuse, but as soon as you know that, it's like, oh, I wish Tav was back. You'll, you'll hear people saying, "For fuck's sake, Tav, that will stop again." Uh, but no, it's sometimes you don't realise you've got until I know there. Ryan Kent's the same. I know he, he should do a lot better, but we know what Ryan Kent offers, and Ryan Kent's game off the ball, I like because he does get back, he does defend. Like Borna, I like Borna. I know he's not been in the forum, but. I think when he plays with Kent, when he's there, Kent's a better player. I don't know. I just think the two of them link up really well. I just, but Bonner's obviously I, been off for him. Listen, I love Kent, Kerr, right? I think he's a phenomenal player. Have you seen him shooting? Have you I seen him? He's not the best. 
And I know you're going to Charles Regan Cook, and I think Charles Regan Cook's a great player, but it's playing with Rangers and playing with Ross County is two different things. I so completely I'm get that. Well, well, that. I'm, I'm not comparing the two of them. Kent's a far better player. I'm just pointing out the numbers. And somebody put in the comments, I but he doesn't play against 10 men every week. I, know, I think if you said to Ryan Kent, Martin, they probably agree with you and said I should do a lot better. And I think he knows mm-hmm. that himself, but I think he always looks far better than Europe as well, myself. I think he plays better against better players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just, oh, he's, a, he's a winger. And my wingers are always inconsistent. He yeah. should be doing a lot better than what he does, but I would always yeah. start him. I would yeah, never well, leave him out. We'll be, very quick, we'll be very, very, very quickly just try and agree on a quick team. We'll be doing that very, very quickly. So I'll just say some Come names on. and you just go, yes, Martin. Yes, Martin. McGregor in goal. Yep. Yep. Right. Tavert right back. Yep. Colson beside him. Yep. Balligan. Yep. Yep. Oh, hold on, hold on. Keep saying no. Please don't say Bassey and... Let me go with Bassey, aye. He can't... Right, I okay. know, but I thought Balligan doesn't look fit. If he was fit, why did you not start him on Saturday? Is a 50% care fit Balligan? Right? If he's on the bench, that means he's 50% fit or more. Right? You don't put him on the bench if he's not 50% fit. Sometimes you just put something on the bench. I'm not on the manager do it all the time. I agree with you, but he should play, but I don't know if he's on a percent fit. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if he's a right, so let's let's go on the no, on the knowledge that we don't have that Balligan is fit enough to play. Right, right? We'll play one eye. Because obviously Hollander's not in the squad, right? So Balligan and then Bassi at left back. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. So the midfield. <laughs> Jack Lundstrom. That's gonna take a while, folks. Yeah, but very, <laughs> very, very quickly, because that's that's an hour now. And that says we won't have enough to, we'll have uh, won't have enough topics to cover. Um Jack Lundstrom. Mm-hmm. Aribo? Yep. Yep. Arfield, Kent, Morelos. Yes. I don't think that would... I'm not talking about Matthew, I'm saying I think that would be Gio's I, I think I'll think go with that. I don't <laughs> think Arfield will play. I don't think Arfield will start, sorry. Um, right, we're not going to agree on that team. Right, so let's let's go for a scoreline. Everybody in the comments, get your scores in. Now, you all know how I like this. Please give me a score and first goal scorer, right? I said it before and i never done it and I'm saying it this time. I will not respond if you do not put a goal scorer. Alan. <clears throat> Two nil Rangers and do you know what? I'm going to get this right one week eventually. I'm going to get it right. Two nil Rangers, Fashion Sakala. <laughs> oh, beautiful, Mark. Two one Rangers, buff. Don't need both. Care? 2-1 Arfield. 2-1 Arfield. <laughs> Didn't we just agree that we don't think, oh, do you know what, I give up with this game. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> uh, right, what have we got in the comments? Um, Jordan's going 3-1 Morelos. Jamie's going 3-1, uh, 3-0 Roof. Robbie's going 2-1 Kent. Fogdog, 2-1 Rangers Morelos. Um, oh, somebody else taking Sakala. Chris Hamilton's taking 1-0 with Rangers. Sakala, I get it. 1-1, one, one, Kent. Ooh, ooh. That brings up the next question, actually. And I'm I'm really sorry, guys. You're going to have to do some overtime here. Mark, do we have to take a lead to Belgrade? I think so, yes. Do you want to expand on why? Seeing this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just a go shouting about, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you say die, just move on. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I think that we're going to need we're going to need at least a goal lead to go over there because I don't think that's an easy place to go. I think they'll be good at home, and I think the atmosphere will be pretty good there as well. So I think we need to go. It's going to be a long journey as well. So I think we need to we need to go there with at least a goal lead. Well, Ian Ross says definitely, Alan. Uh, Mark says yep, we need to. Um, so, and the, I suppose the good thing is now we go. Well, is that a good thing? Away goals don't count. Um, but I mean, how would you feel going over there with a draw? Uh, uncomfortable. So uh, you know, it's only a good thing away goals don't count if it benefits you in the end. You know, we we said coming back for Dortmund, you know, four two is a great result. But then you know what? If if they beat us two nothing at Ibrox, then suddenly we're going to extra time and. Oh, it's not so good. So, um, you know, away goals only ben- the only goals rule only benefits you if you if it goes in your favour. Um, if we go over there with a draw, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be an awkward place to go and get a, a result. We know that they're capable. You know, we know that they're a good team. We've spoke about their stats and we spoke about how they're doing domestically. Um, the atmosphere will be electric. It will be. Interesting. Uh, if you if you keep up with current affairs and you see some yeah, of the stuff be. that's going on in Belgrade, um, been going on in Belgrade in the last couple of days, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for the travelling bears. Um, as I said last week, I hope everybody stays safe and looks after each other. Um, so yeah, all of those factors combined, going over there and trying to get a result, it's not impossible, but it's going to it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be hard. Mama, she says banned me from going. I was meant to be going. And she has banned me from going. Um, last one to you, Kerr. Um, Ian Ross says two goal lead at least. I don't know if I particularly go along with that, but obviously I would love it. Um, but yeah, definitely need to take a, a lead over there. You'd want to take a lead, Martin, but as long as you don't get beat, as long as I think even though they were one each, two each, I wouldn't be unhappy. I would still fancy our chances because away goals don't count. So I'd be happy with that, but I don't want to go over there. Coming feet behind, I think that'd be a big issue. But I want to at least take a one goal lead there. I think we will. I think we will take a one goal lead there. So I said two one. And I'm looking forward to the game on Thursday. Well, good decision by the lady there, Martin. No, it's not because I went to Dortmund and we won. So I wanted to keep that going. Um, by if you went to Belgrade, you might not come back. Uh, any chance there? Hey, Martin's missus just started packing a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible thing home. In fact, so's mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, it might get moved. I don't know. We don't know the future, but we'll discuss that when it comes to previewing uh, the away leg. Back tomorrow, Academy Review with Willie Orwell and Scott Kerr. So for all you interested in the B team, please do tune in for that. And if, I, I think it's Jamie that's on on Thursday for the reaction. I can't the schedule in my head. I can't remember. There's just so much going on. Please do, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like and subscribe. We're getting closer and closer to 5K. Um, Facebook, do the same. Twitter, do the same. Give us a we retweet. I don't have a tank top. Wear your tank top, man. I don't have a tank top. I thought it's built tank wrong. I've not, I've not had a tank top since I was 19, and then I started growing boobs, and I thought, well, I'm not having a tank you top. Know, um, so, yeah, listen, that'll do us. Mark, Alan, Kerr, thank you very, very much. Thank you, everybody watching. And um, we'll see you back tomorrow <laughs> night for the Academy Review because I'm sure you are all going to tune in. Get in the comments with your favorite European games or moments. Um, So until I speak to you again soon, take care. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.